0: Hello everybody, welcome to the Williams Project podcast and today I'm going to be talking about human resources. Now it's a beautiful Saturday morning here in Auckland, it's 8 o'clock, and I'm sitting here with my espresso and a glass of water looking out over the beautiful Haraki Gulf. Blair is currently somewhere between Singapore and Christchurch I'm not actually sure when he's back but he was in Singapore we haven't done we haven't done podcasts together because he was useless and left his mic behind and I think he might have left it in Singapore anyway it's irrelevant Blair lost his mic somewhere he was over checking on our Singapore and our SIBO office and left his mic behind now into the show So what I'm gonna be talking to you about is human resources. And I I need a huge disclaimer first. And the disclaimer is, I do not feel to be an expert in this topic. Um, I have winged this in Williams Corporation at a lower standard than I wish I had in hindsight. And so this podcast is really coming to you from a place of humility of things that I wish I had done better over our 11 years in business and and sort of lessons I've learned. So as of today, Williams Corporation, we're at the 170 employee mark and we've just brought in two human resources managers. And so they are based in our CEBU office. Um, So there's obviously a cost saving there and that's really, really positive. And it is something I wish that I did sooner. I can't remember what the management books say about bringing in human resources. I think it's around the 100 mark, so I think we've left it significantly too late. I would need to get out um, an MBA and, and recheck what the studies say about bringing someone in, but my first lesson is I think it needs to be sooner. I think probably 100 employees is the right time to, do, to bring in your human resource manager. And... Before 100 employees, you need someone who blocks out part of their day and, and be the HR manager. So they might block out Wednesday afternoon and Friday afternoon and they go to a different part of the office, as my father would say, put on a different hat, change your t-shirt, and and do HR. I I wish that I'd set designated slots to do HR management. I, I actually... I think I look down on it as a profession, and and now I've sort of matured a bit. I look at how important optimizing your people are. And it seems so obvious. I was always quite good on education, but not on the actual the paperwork side, like sitting down with employees and documenting things they're not doing good enough, documenting things, documenting the goals they need to do better, etc. 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 So First lesson I'm going to start with is something my father taught me and it was actually a very famous lesson that him, him, myself and Blair, that wasn't very good grammar, sat around the fire and drank a really nice bottle of red wine once and he told us about 10 things and all of them were legendary Um, but we didn't realise quite how legendary they were until later on in our career. But one of them was, do not design the business around people. So sit down. So anyone who's in a management position, sit down and draw your organizational chart, but don't put people in it. Just design in a perfect world, if the sun was shining and you're invincible and everything was going your way, how would you design the organization? and so i might actually open up a williams corp report and i'll read to you what the williams corp org chart looks like just just so you have an example but the point is is that we get so caught up in personal relationships and personal feelings that we end up not doing what's right by the business and we end up designing we end up designing um, Roles to fit people instead of putting people into the correct roles. So an example of the Williams Corp org chart, and it's a pity this is an audio, not visual episode, because um, obviously it'd be better. And I'll I'll just make this quick. But so at the moment we're instating a management board. So that's that's another concession we'll talk to you about. So yeah, we're going to put a board in place anyway Um, because we're approaching a billion dollar work in progress and I think a board is a disciplined decision making that is right for Williams Corporation. So then we have our layer of senior management where other businesses would have say a CEO, we essentially have a dual dual CEO role where myself and Blair are both managing directors that manage different departments and then we have our general manager that's my mother Catherine who's technically beneath us but um, treated equally in decision making and then you have your layer of management under that so we have like our national sales manager national finance manager national design and consenting manager national quantity surveyor, national contracts and office manager national, manager national project manager national marketing manager I'm actually not going to do this because unless um, you can see it doesn't really make sense but my point is there's an app called lucid chart there's heaps of them, it's like a mind mapping app. And what I want you to do is design your perfect, if you run a business, your perfect business, if you run a department, your perfect department, and only have titles. Now, I actually wish I went one step further and wrote a description of the person that I want. So I only did titles in this instance, but I wish I went further and and described the person and their key attributes. And then what the organization needs to do is, and you need it and you need to stress test this. So this isn't something you can do by yourself, I don't believe. I think this is something you need to do with three people who know your business and you can trust. So and you can really thrash out mentally how does the business function? Where are the weak areas? Is does this organization work? And then your job within recruitment is putting people into the organizational chart not just making so often people make positions for people they like and i think that's absolutely the wrong thing to do i think you need to have a plan and put people into the plan as opposed to making space for people because you end up making concessions and there's a whole lot of quotes but It's really bad to give someone special treatment in an organization. So, look, that was a little bit loose, but the first first lesson is an organizational chart. Design it for the business, not for people you like. Right? Hold on, I need some of my espresso to carry on with this. So... That's my first lesson. Um, And then you need to set a weekly meeting where you review your organizational chart and then what holes you have. So in Williams Corporation at any time, like we've got 50 odd people to employ and we're having meetings about that weekly with the department heads about how we're trying to adequately resource each part of the business. So now I just wrote a few bullet points. Next bullet point's firing someone. I'm particularly good at this. And I'll tell you why. I'm extremely honest. So when I get to the point in an organisation when someone needs to be fired. I'll go and sit down with them. And I'll say look. You have Johnny. First I want to say. This is going to be an uncomfortable conversation. So just please be mentally ready for that. And. That sets the tone of the discussion and it means that you're not catching them off guard. And I'll say, right, you've made it to my desk two or three times. That means there's something wrong. Now, almost never have I had this discussion and things have turned around and the person's worked in the business. So first I'm gonna discuss the problems and the problems are bang, bang, bang. And you note them and you say, Now, you were a good person, and these problems sit. So normally, maybe they're not a good person, so don't say they're a good person if they're not. But this is outside of your character. This is a a clash of cultures. I can't see you culturally fitting with who we are and what we do. And if I'm feeling that way, you must be feeling that way as well. So I'm happy to go through due process and, and give you Um, the warnings you're legally entitled to and and performance manage you. But before we go down that line, what do you want? Because I have a feeling you want to leave. And 99% of the time the person will resign. Because what you forget is if you're at the point where you're not happy with an employee, the employee is probably not happy with the organisation either. And if you just treat them with respect and dignity and have that discussion as two adults, 99% of the time you get a really, really amicable solution. Slash, I have never not had that conversation work. Um, It's got a really high hit rate. And then though, you need to have concessions. So this person might say, okay, well, and I say, right, what duties do you have that you need time to pass over? And you discuss like what things they're gonna do. Right, you've got a four week notice period, you can hand over all of your work in the next four days, but I'm gonna pay you for the next four weeks anyway, and I want you to spend that next three weeks finding your next job, blah, 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 or or whatever um, agreement you make with that individual at the end of their employment. But that works. And yes, you should. um, This leads on to my next point, which is you should actually do documented formal warnings. If someone makes an error. Even if they're one of your top people. I gave one of our top people a formal warning yesterday. For um, not following a process correctly. So formal warnings are something we haven't done at Williams Corporation. Which I'm going to bring in. Because I need people following process. And that process needs to be documented. But also if you're giving someone warnings. You also need to give praise as well. So we're also creating another document that is, when someone does a good job acknowledging it. And now we lead on to performance reviews. So performance reviews, I think, and I haven't done this yet, we're now discussing theoretically, Um, performance reviews have to be led from the top. And so what I'm gonna do, I've got my (laughs) performance, this is quite funny. I've got my performance review with HR on Monday. So I have to do a performance review and I have to know what I'm doing well, what I'm not doing well, what my strengths and my weaknesses are, what my plans are for the next period. So I'm going to, do, I'm going to start by doing them every 30 days and I'm going to have a 30-day sprint cycle of what my goals are, what my weaknesses are, what I'm going to do to mitigate them what my key performance indicators are and i'm going to have a detailed performance review with a performance management plan and i'm going to publish it to the whole company and my performance as senior management is going to be documented measured and checked publicly and one i'm confident to do that because i'm an operator and i can get things done and i'm confident to have my performance put in the spotlight but two what right do I have to performance manage the team if I'm not going to performance manage myself so we're going to start our performance reviews um, under this new system which is going to have more detail on KPIs and short-term goals and I'm going to be the first person to do it and so is Blair obviously Um, but So I believe in leading from the front, and then once we've led from the front, we we will then get a greater buy-in from the team. And we've discussed this lots before, where the only way to lead is by example. So performance reviews, whatever performance management plan, whatever regular documentation you have with your staff, senior management should be doing publicly. And I think if senior management's not willing to do that publicly, they should be... um, That actually gives me an idea. We've got a few projects I'm not happy with. I should actually write myself a formal warning for them. You should just put your staff through the same... You should put yourself through the same processes that you put your team through. And you should know, as a CEO, that if you're not meeting your kpis and you're not winning and you're not accountable one your staff shouldn't be and they won't be but two you should know that you can be replaced if you're not good enough and the most important thing is the company winning not you being able to have a business card saying you're the boss that's so fucking irrelevant anyway um moving on to my next point I've got a note here saying, write it down. Everything has to be documented. And and I say this a lot, but you need proper documentation. You need the goals written down. You need the conversations written down. You need the remuneration written down. If someone disagrees, I just did a performance review yesterday with a member of our senior management, and he didn't agree with me. And I said, okay, here's my stance. I want you to go away and document where you think I'm wrong, where you think it should be different. Bring it back to me in writing. I'll have a quick chat with Blair, then I'll do this review again. And that's a really good way to manage those situations, especially if it involves money, Um, and this conversation did. So don't hesitate. If you're in a meeting and someone disagrees with you about their remuneration, I would be reluctant to change your stance in the meeting. I don't get strong-armed by people. Now, I can make a decision any time, but it's not the point. I went into a meeting with a certain um, opinion, and I like the person to write it down and come back to me. If they have all the information there and then in the meeting, which is very unlikely, you should be able to make a decision once you have the correct information. But get the information written down, document it, cross-reference it and then if that person's right um you should increase their remuneration or, or whatever they're asking for so and to the employees listening to this don't hesitate to challenge your your manager's position on you like if they say and actually we've done a whole episode on how to ask for a pay rise but you should come with data like come with printouts, there's a whole lot of websites like Seek and other industry websites that show what your remuneration should be, come with the data. So if you want more money, prove that that's market rates. And also, um, if someone gives you a job offer, we've got a policy at Williams Corporation, if you get a job offer from a competing company, And you want to use that, you want to stay at Williams Corporation, but you want a pay rise to stay. We're happy to have that negotiation, but you have to show us the job offer. We do not do any negotiation based off hearsay. Uh, We only do it if we can see proof um, substantiating your claim. So anyway, I wrap this up because we're 18 minutes in. HR is important. Treat it with respect. I believe that if you have proper HR plans, proper documentation, proper reviews, meetings, etc., you will get better from people. Um, It is not the only way to round people. And remember that people are more than a performance management plan, but it does work. It should be treated with more respect than how 99% of organisations treat it. I'm only new to this and I'm only getting into it now. But as I do more of it, I'll come back to you with more details of what worked and, and what didn't work. Um, oh, and sorry, I've got one more point that's really, really important. No one in your organisation should ever be aligned to a person. Right? I don't ever want like oh this manager's my buddy he did some dumb shit but i hit it because i'm not no narc or something like that there should never be an alliance to a person the alliance can only ever be to ideas performance and results right like people should respect me as a manager as long as there's results if there weren't results and williams corporation wasn't achieving the outcomes I would be expected to feel pressure to step aside and let someone else do the job so never let these like tribal tribal actions and things happen where you have teams and sides you have to stop that at all costs you can like people you work with and you can respect them but you can't be tribally aligned to someone we are like I'm always on team red or team blue or team whatever. Yeah, okay, anyway. Look guys, hopefully I added some value. Um, I will endeavor to become a master of this topic. And as I educate myself more, I'll educate you more. I appreciate you. If you took value from this episode, please share it with one like-minded friend. Thanks very much for your time. Have a great day.